All right, welcome back, everyone. We have uh, John Sego with Texas Right to Life. John, thank you so much for being on. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in the pro-life movement. Yeah, thanks for having me, uh, Christian. Looking forward to talking about pro-life movement and what's going on in Texas. Uh, yeah, my name is John Sego. I'm the legislative director for Texas Right to Life. Uh, I have uh, worked with Texas Right to Life since 2009. Um, before that, I volunteered for the organization and I was just uh, about to go to college and was interested in politics and how uh, a group that I knew was influential in politics for good, uh, Texas Right to Life, I was just curious of how they make a difference. And so I uh, volunteered to do some research for them. I shadowed them a little bit in the Capitol and uh, I was really just struck at how a few uh, of the right people in the right position could have an, a big impact on pro-life legislation. And I saw how, even though we were just a nonprofit and there were multi-million dollar uh, organizations lobbying against us in the Capitol that a couple of strong voices for truth in the Capitol really made a difference. And so um, I got plugged in with Texas Right to Life and now uh, I'm the legislative director and lead our five member lobby team. Uh, in the Capitol for pro-life legislation, everything from abortion, biotech, um, patients' rights, and stopping euthanasia. So uh, we cover a lot of ground, but it's, uh, it's a fantastic organization, and uh, we have plenty of ways that people can join us through lobby days or educational events. Um, we really need all hands on deck to, uh, to push forward and make progress on life. What would you say to young people uh, that are wondering about how to talk to their friends about being pro-life. I, I know there's a lot of young people that maybe feel like their voice doesn't matter, or maybe if they're a male, they would feel as if uh, they shouldn't comment on something because it really revolves around a female's body. So, uh, And that's usually maybe the right. argument that the left will use. Yeah, I mean, this is one thing that Texas Right to Life focuses on is engaging these conversations on college campuses, particularly. Um, we have a college scholarship program that helps uh, students start pro-life groups on their campus and have events, education events, tabling events, and start these conversations because it's critical that as pro-lifers that we engage the culture and not just go back to the groups that already agree with us. So the best way we talk about it is we talk about it as a justice issue. Um, we talk about pro-life uh, causes are at the core questions about justice. And everybody says that they want to fight for justice. It's just how they define it. And whenever we look at euthanasia or we look at abortion, that's what we see is this is an act of injustice. It is a stronger, uh, a bigger, stronger party um, taking the life of a smaller, weaker party. And so even if someone doesn't agree with you that uh, the, you know, the, the child is a person or deserves all the rights that you and I have, we can start talking about, okay, what is your definition of justice? What are these other causes that you're interested in, animal rights or, uh, you know, universal access to health care? Why are those injustices? And start getting that conversation going, because as pro-lifers, we feel like this is the biggest human rights violation in history. Uh, the Supreme Court ruling of Roe v. Wade was the uh, most evil ruling because it actually said there is a whole class of people we're not even going to put in the moral equation of uh, justice, who deserves what. So 
Um, that's kind of how we start is talking about justice and meeting whoever we're talking to on their own terms of what do you mean by justice? Yeah, 62 million babies have been slaughtered. Uh, this is a, a Minimago Day issue. This is a spiritual issue along with it being a political issue. I mean, obviously what's happened is a genocide and we've got to do everything that we can uh, to push back on that. And I mean, you look at the qualifications for life on Mars, for example, and it's, it's so small, maybe a little bit of bacteria, but a heartbeat uh, in the womb for many doesn't qualify as life. It's just a fetus to them, you know, but they, they sort and, of. And that's one of the things, Christian, I would just, I would say that's one of the good things that, you know, your audience can be encouraged by is that science is on our side. Um, yeah. Every year, there are more and more studies that come out about the child in the womb. Um, how they're learning things, how they're reacting, how they're responding to pain. Um, I mean, science really is on our side on this one. And the, the, those who support abortion can only avoid the truth for so long. Um, you know, look at huge developments in sonogram technology, huge, huge uh, developments in embryology and understanding the existence of pain um, in the pre-born, for example. You know, those things just show the humanity of the child and it's getting to a place where you really have to bury your head in the sand to say let's not talk about the baby and that's the only way that those on the other side win is if we're not talking about truth if we're not talking about what the child is they want to talk about social conditions they want to talk about economics we we need to support pregnant women but there does come a point in the conversation where we've got something over here we can't ignore or, and that's what you're like you're saying is the scientific truths about who you know who that child is and uh, how they're actually in in many ways uh, just like you and me. Right, right. Well, your role, your role specifically, you're working with all kinds of legislators. Uh, I'm sure that are on the different uh, they're on, on the spectrum of liberal to conservative. You have some people that are maybe just right of center, and then you have very conservative, and then you have. Uh, people that are maybe far left. I, I don't know if there's any center left uh, Democrats uh, out there anymore. I, I'm not sure, but um, you're working with all different kinds of legislators. Uh, so what do you do specifically in working and interacting with them on a daily basis? Yeah, so our department, the legislative department, we have five full-time lobbyists uh, for Texas Right to Life, and we are there monitoring bills that are being filed. Um, we've reviewed uh, more than a thousand bills at this point in the session to make sure that there's no unintended consequences, that there's no bills that we need to amend or oppose, um, and then to find out which bills are good policy that are life affirming. We also spearhead legislative priorities. We spearhead pro-life priorities. And so not all pro-life bills are equal. There are some that are good ideas, they're good public policy, but they don't rise to the level of a priority. And so one big function that we have in the Capitol is we work with the legislators, we work in leadership in both chambers to say, if you're only going to pass, well, since you're only going to pass a handful of pro-life bills, we need to make sure we pass the ones that actually save lives and actually help us overturn Roe v. Wade. Um, there are some other good policy ideas out there, you know, some regulations, some, uh, you know, some good policies that don't save lives and they don't help us overturn Roe. Now, they're still good ideas, but I have worked in the Capitol long enough to know I can really only count on two, maybe three if we're lucky, 
significant pro-life bills passing in a session. And so I have to say, hey, that's a great idea. Um, it's not the best idea. The best idea is this bill over here that needs your support. And uh, I would love for you to pass 10 pro-life bills, but since we're likely only gonna pass a few, because that's how our system is built, uh, these are the ones that are the most important. Yeah, and what's your personal philosophy on, on getting legislation done? Uh, maybe more of the incremental approach, uh, you know, making small gains here and there, like in football, maybe you get a five, 10 yard run or better it, to go for the touchdown, to go for uh, the, the, the best possible bill that you can possibly get. And, and of course, you know, the dynamics there, um, you know, that there are maybe some Republicans that are in name only that are not going to vote on such legislation. Um, and so you have to work with those dynamics. And what do you feel the best approach is? Yeah, so we feel like we have to save the most amount of lives possible in any given session. You know, our session is only every other year. And so at the end of session, we have a year and a half um, where the abortions are going to continue. Um, the industry is going to continue to uh, target pregnant women in Texas. And we have to live with that if we have a small window to pass the most significant legislation. So I look for three things in a bill. Um, does this bill save lives? Does this bill help that cultural conversation we were talking about earlier? Some bills may be good policies, but the way that they're drafted or the focus of the bill um, hurts us in our cultural conversation whenever we're talking to our neighbors or our friends about pro-life legislation, um, specifically ones, for example, that punish women that say woman is the criminal rather than the abortionist making money off of the procedure. Those uh, that hurts us in the cultural conversation, doesn't set us up to point to the humanity of the child. So we want legislation that helps the cultural conversation, points to the humanity of the child, the inhumanity of abortion. And then the third question is, does this bill help us overturn Roe v. Wade? Um, we live in the shadow of, um, like I said, the most evil Supreme Court ruling in our um, country's history, unfortunately. And until we have the right cases to go to the Supreme Court, we're gonna be stuck in that shadow. And so my organization, we don't shy away from that fight. We wanna pass legislation that is chipping away at the, the legal foundation of Roe. Now to be, I am an incrementalist, but be clear, not every incremental step is in the right direction. Sometimes policies that are proposed, um, like the burial, for example, there was some legislation a couple of years ago about what do we do with the, the body of the child after an abortion? That's a good policy debate. It doesn't get us closer to overturning Roe and it doesn't save lives. So for my organization, even though that was a good policy, it doesn't meet the criteria of a priority. We worked on something called the dismemberment abortion ban that would ban abortions that are, um, that are done with this procedure that is extremely inhumane uh, and that will help build the legal case on what the court has said in the past um, in the partial birth abortion debate. And so that's an example of we want legislation that saves lives, helps us talk about the so gets us closer to making sure those right cases are going into the Supreme Court so we can argue uh, that they've made that there's some erroneous precedent that needs to be corrected. Roe v. Wade, Casey, uh, Hellerstedt, for example. That's a very good thought. Um... Well, we're looking at the upcoming session, and I've seen that one of the priorities of the Republican Party platform 
uh, is to abolish abortion. Um, what is the likelihood of that type of bill passing uh, the current makeup of, of this uh, Republican-led legislature? Yeah, we were extremely excited to see the support um, that has been at the convention, the uh, Republican Party of Texas convention for the last two years um, to support strong pro-life legislation. Um, so there was a debate at the convention of what kind of bill do we want the legislature to do? Do we want them to do a bill that bans all abortions tomorrow and says ignore the federal courts? Or do we want them to pass legislation that will save lives and move us closer to our goal of abolishing abortion? Um, they decided on just narrowing down to just the clarifying uh, words, pass legislation that will abolish abortion. And we completely support that. That is our goal. Our long-term goal, uh, long goal is to end every single elective abortion in Texas. That committee, though, they made it very clear. They're going to promote bills that get us closer to that goal. Um, and so you know, there are several pieces of legislation that will stop abortions, that will help us overturn Roe, that have already been filed. Um, you're going to see a flurry of bills being filed in the next two weeks. Um, and there's kind of been a backlog of, of bills, but they're about to, a, a lot are going to be filed. One thing that we're working on with a couple of legislators is something called an omnibus bill. And it's uh, just one big bill that has multiple policies in it. And this is a really good mechanism to gain support from legislators uh, who have different approaches and different policies and for the grassroots to clarify to the grassroots at home, yeah, this is actually what we're working on. We're working on a realistic plan to abolish abortion in Texas. Um, and so the Texas abolition strategy is what we call this omnibus bill that we're working on with multiple members. And um, it, it stops discriminatory abortions, abortions based on the child's sex, um, race, or a disability. It would, uh, two years after that, the heartbeat bill would go into effect. And then uh, two years after that, so four years from the bill being passed, all abortions in Texas would be prohibited. And so this is a, a date certain for when abortions will be banned in Texas, but it gives us some stepping stones in some cases to send up to the circuit court, to send up to the Supreme Court so that we can have permanent uh, abolition and not just a temporary win and then lose in the courts. And so that's kind of the big strategy we're working on, Texas abolition strategy. We're gonna support any bill that does those two. So it might be the abolition strategy package, it might be something else. We're gonna support policies that save lives and help us overturn Roe. Those are our, our immediate goals for this session. Wow, well, I'm, I'm excited about the uh, work that you're doing, and I'm optimistic about how that looks. I can't wait to see what comes out of uh, this Republican-led uh, session. So hopefully uh, we'll have some great bills ahead of us. Um, for a lot of people, they are discouraged uh, about what's going on federally. Obviously, um, you know, with what's going on uh, with the executive orders that the president has signed, uh, it's, it's, it's not looking good. But where people can really make a difference is in their state, their great state like Texas. And so how can people get involved with Texas right to life? Uh, I know that uh, giving money is always uh, a great thing. And, and of course, people can pray. But uh, what are some of your suggestions? Yeah, so um, there, the, the pro-life fight is at the state level. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are some things we can do federally with funding, with the Hyde Amendment, with Medicaid funding, um, the Mexico City policy. There's some good things that we can do federally. But really, the core of the pro-life fight is at the state level. Um, states have to pass legislation that will get up to the Supreme Court because what we need the Supreme Court to do is to return this question to the states and to say, you know what, this is not a federal issue. This is an issue that the state, we need to allow states, if they're willing to protect preborn children, we need to allow them to do that. And so that's the next step for the pro-life movement. Uh, There will be many more after that, but that is the most immediate step we need to aim for. So don't be discouraged because of what the White House looks like right now. Um, we really have to succeed this legislative session. We really have to succeed at the state level. And right now we have a great Supreme Court. We have a great circuit court. We have a small window to pass bold uh, pro-life legislation here in Texas. And so um, we ask your audience to do a couple of things. You can go to texasrighttolife.com forward slash legislation. You can see events that are coming up there. You can see the current call to action updates on kind of what's going on in the session. Um, And then we have multiple lobby days you'll find on that page. We have a student lobby day where a bunch of college, uh, pro-life college groups are coming to the Capitol. We have a young adults uh, or a young professionals lobby day. And then we just kind of have a free for all pro-life, anybody who wants to come. So we have multiple events throughout the session where people can come and meet with their legislator. Um, If you sign up for one of our events, we'll help you um, schedule that meeting, We'll give you the materials. We'll give you a little bit of training on what to say when you talk to your legislator. Um, those are important. But if you go to texasrighttolife.com forward slash legislation, you'll see those call to actions um, of what we kind of need people to do. And as the session progresses, we'll kind of have little moments where we need everybody to tell your legislator, your Senate bill. Um, and that's the most useful thing because your legislators are supposed to be as you wanted them to. And so it's very important. Um, them hearing, if they expect me to be there, but um, and I don't vote for them. And so whenever you get to reach out to your legislator, uh, they do pay attention to it, especially if you're young, because they know you might want to Uh, be able to help them on a campaign. (laughs) You might be able to tell your friends about them. Uh, And so really um, paying attention to those calls to action when we're asking you to reach out to your legislator. Those are the the most important uh, ways that you can get involved. And then we'd love to see anybody at the Capitol. There are some restrictions because of the pandemic, but at Texas Right to Life, we've said this is too important. Um, We want everybody to be safe and to follow all the protocols. But we're definitely encouraging people uh, to come to the Capitol to come advocate for life this session. We've got multiple events scheduled for that. Wow. Well, I think there's a lot of different ways to get involved. Of course, you can give, you can pray, and you can work through Texas Right to Life to become uh, politically active. There's a lot of different outlets and programs for them to do that. Uh, That's very exciting. Um, You work primarily on the state level. Uh, Last question. Uh, how can people make a difference on the local level? What can they do maybe on the city and county level? Because I know that Texas Right to Life is very involved in supporting uh, different uh, um, candidates for office, not not the 501c3, but the 501c4, that is, uh, candidates for office that are pro-life on the city and county level. So uh, what are some of the goals and aims there, uh, you would think? 
Yeah, so uh, this is one other kind of myth that we're dealing with is people think um, there's not much to do on the local. Um, there's actually two big things going on. Uh, one of them is just promoting pro-life policies at the local level, whether it's making sure that you have you know, um, pro-life uh, pregnancy centers and support for pregnant women, um, that those pregnancy centers and churches are working together to, for, you know, to be there for the women in your community that may have an unexpected pregnancy. Um, that's a critical way. And people who are working on city council or uh, with the city government get to help those kind of policies. The second thing is an initiative we've been working on called uh, Sanctuary Cities for the Unborn. Um, this is actually a really legally dynamic attack against Roe, where local jurisdictions are passing these ordinances, these city ordinances, that essentially ban abortion in their jurisdiction. And it's a really unique legal attack, and it's kind of a way around what the state legislature is working on, but it's been a very successful thing. Uh, we've had 19 cities in Texas, across Texas, pass these ordinances and they're not resolutions. They're not just ceremonial, hey, we don't like abortion. They're real city policies that keep the abortion uh, industry from coming into your city. So if you live in a city where there's not currently an abortion clinic, this is a really effective tool to be a deterrent uh, and also to make sure that your elected officials at the city level are really pro-life. And um, a lot of Texans have found in the last year and a half that even though they voted for their mayor who said he was pro-life, when this issue came up, they didn't want to support it. They thought it was too bold, it was too risky, and a lot of pro-lifers were disappointed. And so this is really a way that those local elected officials can jump in the fight and uh, keep, the, keep the abortion industry from moving in. There's been some great successes in West Texas where Planned Parenthood was trying to come back and create a presence. There's been some great uh, successes in East Texas, where they were concerned that a clinic in Louisiana was going to move over the border because Louisiana state law is actually stronger than Texas is now. And uh, so some of those communities in East Texas were concerned the abortion industry was going to just come over the line to take advantage of our loose laws. And uh, they've actually done a great job of deterring that with this uh, Sanctuary Cities for the Unborn. You can find more information about that um, on Facebook or uh, on our, our website as well. But definitely plenty of work to be done. Um, you know, and, and we need it all. We need people to be working in Austin. We need people to be working in their communities, serving in their pregnancy centers. That's another front line of the movement is serving those pregnant women, helping them have life affirming options. Um, there's a lot you can do for the movement and make a huge difference, even if you can only volunteer a few hours. Well, John, thank you so much. You're exactly right. We need sanctuary life cities uh, all over America. And regardless of whether the state is entirely that way or not, uh, we need to make sure that our cities and localities definitely are. Well, thank you so much for all of your work and uh, keep it up, my friend. I hope to connect with you soon and, and take care and God bless. Awesome. Thank you, Christian. Have a good one.